are listening to Oversharing with me, Tawny, and her mom, Maria. Welcome to your new safe space where there's no such thing as TMI. another episode of oversharing it's us hey girl (laughs) um how's it going good the end of the week it's friday it is friday um it's technically my birthday weekend it is it's our birthday month if we want to get into it okay um so it's my birthday weekend awesome that's my happy birthday weekend that's my declaration we have a busy weekend well i have a back-to-back I have back-to-back social events. Yes, you do. And that's a lot. That's a lot for me. And I had an extra busy week Mm -hmm. because I was tagging in with my older kids that I nanny. So it was like, yeah, my my social, what is it? My social levels are going to be drained. Yeah, (laughs) I hear you. (laughs) I hear you. But sometimes it's also nice. You know, I feel like you can go so long or I can go so long without really going out or doing anything, you know, besides from exposing myself to people at stores and work, (laughs) I can go into a little hole. So then sometimes it's also nice. I could do the same thing. And so I got to train some people off site. So that was a little break for me. Right. Yeah. When you were at the other campus. Yeah. And then, and I was thinking the same thing. I was like, was I overloaded? Like I couldn't, like I was tired when I came home. Yeah. I mean, of course it was hot, (laughs) but the heat doesn't help the heat but it can it can be a lot to be around meeting new people new people trying to remember names i feel like the older i get i have no idea what people's names are anymore (laughs) like i don't know if i'm not listening (laughs) it's a little bit easier at work though because we all have an idea and if it happens to be (laughs) turned around then you can kind of look you don't want them to see you look yeah I've seen you for two days now and I still don't know your name I feel like I used to be so good at people's names and now as I've gotten older it just it goes away Mm. I'm still pretty good at birthdays though like if someone tells me their birthday there's a good chance I'll never forget it I don't know why I feel like ever since the cell phone for me that became big and I always had it in my I mean in my hand I don't remember anything anymore (laughs) I don't remember any phone numbers I don't remember birth dates but now my calendar will pop it up, and I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's someone's birthday. Especially if you don't use Facebook. Like, Facebook used to be a great tool mm-hmm. to know everyone's birthdays and big events and stuff. And but I don't use Facebook. Yeah. yeah. I got rid of Facebook a couple years ago. So, but then I'm, I'm sometimes proud of myself when I do remember certain birthdays, but I'll feel super shitty, too, if I forget them. Oh, you're a big help for me. You'll be like, it's so-and-so's birthday. Or it's your birthday. Yeah, it's your birthday, girl. (laughs) It'll be your birthday in a week. It will. Uh, I know. (laughs) 54. 54. How do you feel about being in your 50s? What's that like? 
I actually wasn't feeling bad. I can tell you I was feeling pretty good right now. Again, I, I said it last week and I'm going to say it this week. Uh, they overturned Roe versus Wade. So I'm still a little black. Yeah. That wasn't something I ever expected or ever even thought about happening in my lifetime. So, yeah, it, it kind of put a damper in my 50s. Okay. But otherwise, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm, the heat's kicking my ass. Yeah. I it's hot at work, you know. A lot of um, people feel that way. And for those of you who do not know, I, I manage loading docks. Yeah. So, and my office does have air. It does. <laughs> um but I, uh, I just get overheated really quickly into into a sweat. Yeah. Where one of my employees said, "Wow, is it raining outside?" <laughs> I said, "No." He's like, "You're soaked." No, I'm I said, "Hot as shit." I'm sweating, and he's yeah. like, "Damn, boss." <laughs> well, the hot flashes too, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't imagine. And and, and uh, the hormone blockers. Hormone blockers. The only thing I can think of to imagine what it would be like to have a hot flash is, you know, that feeling when. You can tell you're getting sick and you're starting to run a fever. So then you get like the hot chills. Mm-hmm. Like you get really, really hot and then you get the chills. That's the only thing I can think of. But to have it where it just comes on out of nowhere daily, that I can't. Yeah. And mine is, could be hourly. It really depends on Yikes. the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it doesn't have to be hot for me to get a hot flash. Right. I mean, I've been around and you can tell because you get so, I don't, I don't mean to say irritable because it's not like I'm bothered by no, it. No, but, but I feel you, irritable. You can tell that you feel so uncomfortable. I have to literally strip sometimes. Yeah, and you can, and yeah, which isn't always, yeah. depending on where you're at, isn't always feasible. Yeah, so. I can only, well, I, at this time I only do it at home, right. but I don't know what's going to happen. You haven't started stripping at work. Uh, not yet. <laughs> well, stay tuned, guys. <laughs> not, I do wear two shirts, you know, but... Oh, to give yourself a little leeway. There well, no, one's... <laughs> the bottom one, I hope it collects the sweat so the top one stays dry. Yeah. It's not a great You've plan. always struggled with sweat, though, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember with my... Um, I like to call it perspiration because <laughs> it sounds so gross sometimes when it's wet, but I also remember when I smoked cigarettes mm-hmm. that... You could see the yellowing. No way. Yes, I don't have that anymore, that I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. Right. But I could never own a white shirt and wear it more than once because it would get a yellowing. Of course, I wore them a hundred times and then it turned black. Yeah. But that I just... I mean, I can't wear white anyway. Just around the house, I'm saying. (laughs) But I remember that being an issue. Um, But it's not my underarms that like are sweating so profusely now it's a full body full body sweat with the hot flashes Mm -hmm. yeah like sometimes I could just rush and take my shoes and socks off and get a relief or sometimes I have to strip down yeah and you use your fan I do I have a fan around my neck that I wear yeah (laughs) (laughs) we found that on Amazon I think like a year or so ago right when you first (laughs) when it first started getting really bad I found she was going to get one of those fans that you can carry or, like, it legit looks like a fan. Yeah. And I was like, hold and on. And I was like, I'm going to look so stupid. And I was like, hold on. There has to be a better way. So we did find, like, a fan on Amazon that you just wear around your neck. And it looks like you're wearing headphones. Nobody had... People ask me. Are yeah. Headphones? I'm like, that's a fan. And I let them see it. Yeah. And, and it's pink. You can buy them in, like, all different colors. But you said it really helps, right? It does help. And uh, the past two days, the train hasn't had air. And I'm not Oof. happy. 
you know, I feel like they should be giving us like maybe 18 cents or 30 cents back <laughs> for what we're paying. How did you come up with those numbers? I don't know. I just, I just feel like I'm not getting something. I should be getting air that. in the summer and heat in the, in the winter on a public train that I'm paying for. I agree with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Because there's no windows. You're literally right. You're stuck. stuck in that box. And yeah. they don't know what's going on inside here. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I Going on inside. Speaking of that, I used to... I don't feel like I deal with it as much anymore. But definitely when I was a kid. Especially elementary school. Because I was doing so much public speaking. But I would sweat when I got nervous. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, oh, my God, are my armpits wet? You know what I mean? Like, all that stuff. You know, you never could tell, though, that that wasn't the one thing that you wanted to do all day long was public speak. Yeah, I'm a very fake it till you make it. And I really haven't made it yet anywhere, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm faking the fuck out of it. I really, I present like I know what the fuck is going on, but I truly do not. (laughs) It's it's so funny because so do I. And I actually had, (laughs) I actually had a rep um, that I had dealt with a lot at, uh, at the hospital. And he had come in one day and he's like, listen, you know, I'd really like you to come over to our company. He's uh-huh. like, and I really think that you could be my main public speaker. And I'm like, I am not a public speaker. And he <laughs> said, but you are. And I'm like, you, mm-mm. But he's like, no, you just present so well. And I'm like, what does he see? I mean, isn't it interesting, though? Because we never see ourselves the way other people see us. And again, this is something that I used to talk to my dad about a lot and he would say that he's like you but you have no idea what I think of you you know like my perception who I'm looking at the the talents I notice in you the traits that you have mm-hmm. that you don't even realize you have yeah you know it's mm-hmm. it's such an interesting thing I forget there was like a meme that used to go around it was probably years ago I was in my 20s but it said that like when you finally realize that no two people have the same perception of you that's so interesting, isn't it? And I don't even know what you have no idea what people think about you. No, and it really, really doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. It, it, but but we keep this like bag of weights on us. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, my hair or this or that, and mm-hmm. it just it weighs you down. Well, I think it's so funny because I've always had curly hair. Right, I have really thick, full curly hair. I always have. And when I was a child, you guys kept my hair really long. Mm -hmm. And I was not a fan, you know, Mm -hmm. because it had had so much maintenance that went into it. And I always wanted my hair straight. I was like, when I'm old enough, when it's not, you know, their choice, I'm getting my hair permanently straightened. And then my cousin, Courtney, and I were so close and she became a hairdresser. And she's like, listen, don't do it. Like, she just talked me out of it. She's like, I just don't want you to do these chemicals. Like, there's a chance your hair could never go back to what it was. And you might one day be like, damn. And I haven't fully gotten there. But that my, my whole point is, like, I've always gotten so many compliments when I hair, wear my hair just naturally curly. Mm. But it's one of those things that I don't do often. Because to me, I feel like I'm walking around like Rosanna, Rosanna, Donna. Do you know what I mean? Like frizzball <laughs> but but in reality people oh my god people love it so that's that's just so, is one thing like people so, are like your curls are great and i'm like no i wish my hair was straight all the time so no your hair is never that curly 
unfortunately, one of my one of my sisters probably had to go through that. Yeah, uh, probably two of my sisters, and I remember Early them saying, "Oh my God, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean." Poor Rosanna and Rosanna Dana too, I as know. well. Well, she managed to embrace it. She did, um, but I get it, and it's so weird because I had poker straight hair as a right. child. Poker straight hair with a big old calic. Um, yeah, yeah, I was not a looker at all. That, but that's not true. That is not true. And then it's so funny you say that because, you know, you had even even had Heather on the podcast and she said like, oh, I just thought you were so beautiful and you were so cool. Do you know what I mean? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, when and we were teens. Yeah. yeah. Like she said that. And yeah. it's and that, that that's just goes funny. to show because you're like, oh, I was not a looker. But See, I know people and I know people in our family. Like there's a joke about how hot you were that you were like inappropriately hot because... You would wear a bikini, you know what I mean? Because you're 15, but then it's like, no, Maria, like you are too hot. To, you know mm. what I mean? Like, so it's like, but you don't, oh. you don't hear it that way, but that's the way it's always been presented. So it's funny. So you think you weren't an attractive teenager, but it seems like people thought you were an attractive. Well, thank you. I mean, we probably shouldn't say attractive teenager. Is that a weird phrase? But, <laughs> <laughs> but you guys know what I'm saying. I do. I do. <laughs> And I had the hair of the 80s, too, I'm sure. Girl, the pictures I have seen, the hair of the <laughs> 80s. But that's how I feel when I wear my hair curly. <laughs> like, I have hair of the 80s. And my hair is curly now. Yeah. Pre- you said pregnancy changed your hair? It did, yeah. So after you had me, your hair got curly? After I had both of you, it got curlier. Because so I got used, curlier I used to get perms. <laughs> well, I bet you did. Mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> That was the thing. Oh, I'm sure. It's coming back in. Boys are getting perms. Like, and I got boys. one perm, and it just fried my hair, and then I yeah. had to have my hair cut, like, all the way Oh, I remember short. when you chopped your hair. I liked that, though. No, no, that's a different one. You weren't, oh. You weren't oh, yeah, born duh, yet. You're talking about young. That was uh, oh. Rachel's wedding. Oh, shit. So your I might have been 15 or so. Oh, you were really young. Uh-huh. And I had, like, short, short, short hair. Yeah, I've only think that well that I didn't know you then but I didn't know you yet but <laughs> you had short hair when I was in high school but those yes. are like the only that's the only time I remember I remember going to a school you know where the girls are learning how to do was, hair was it Jean Madeline or was it Empire those are like the two whatever one was on Woodhaven Road that was Empire I think so uh I went there and there was a girl and I was just telling her what I wanted and then she's like cutting and cutting, and I'm like dying inside. I'm dying inside. I'm oh, like, no. oh my god, what are you doing? And she's like, it's okay, it's okay. And then I remember that being that being the best haircut I've ever gotten. I've never been able to get back to that. That's when we were living on Kirkwood, and I got I my know, haircut. in the apartments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were really finding our vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had. We just got our haircut last week, yes. so we went together and went to the same hairdresser she's been your hairdresser for a little bit now mm-hmm. i had just met her because my hairdresser left but anyway um what the fuck was i even i changed over to her because my hairdresser left <laughs> hair's fucking tough so but i got into a place a long time ago so like i said you guys always kept my hair long so then when i was in my 20s i think at one point i just chopped my hair super short like above my shoulders probably not like not like a pixie kid cut it wasn't short for most people but for me it was really short because mm-hmm. I always had really long hair and then ever since then I've never really gone back to it being because it's so cute and it's so easy like lower than my shoulders really I've been like keeping it short but the other thing when I do go to the hairdresser I'm very laxed about it 
Do you know what I mean? And we were talking at the the salon where I was like, just do whatever you think feels best. Like, you know, faces, you know, hair, like just kind of guide me a little bit. Here's my, here's what I'd like. And I, and I was saying when we were there last week, I wonder if that's a help to hairdressers or if hairdressers are like, oh my God, just tell me what the fuck you want. Yeah. Yeah. Like it has to be so tough. And I am the same way. Um, I just say, just really just, I've never really found a style. Right. You know what I mean? And now, now I'm trying to grow in my, my gray and just embrace it because the upkeep. Yeah. And then the hormones blockers aren't helping it, but you've been on a hair journey. What the hell? (laughs) It's a long ass journey. I, I know. And then I see (sighs) my grays are starting to come in too. And I'm like, well, I probably have her hair. So here we go. (laughs) I found a gray in my eyebrow. I was, I was plucking and I found a gray. Girl, let's not talk about places I found gray. Ladies, <laughs> ladies, am I alone there's, at 53? Please. There's no way that you're alone. I there, hope I'm not alone. There's just no way. So shout out to those plucking the gray. I haven't been out in the, in the world in five years either. In the world? Like, what does that mean? And now I have gray eyebrows. <laughs> just let them grow into. Yeah. Embracing all the gray. <laughs> we all should. We all should. Isn't that interesting? Because men get gray and some of them get so much hotter. And then Mm -hmm. it's like women, you get gray and it's like, oh, a witch. Like your hair's supposed to be dark. You know what I mean? Isn't it so interesting the way society makes us feel about getting older? Yeah. (laughs) Not even about getting older, just about... Changing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no one is allowed to be unique. You know what I mean? You, yeah. They look at someone and they think they're weird. Why Why are they weird? You, yeah. you know what I mean? So, it's interesting. I, I, I've been in scrubs for years now. I haven't done anything. Yeah, you started wearing scrubs again when you went when you had radiation, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was easier. Hell yeah, it's easier. And just throwing them on and... Not but, having to think about what you're going to wear. Just hair up and... But it... But then you fall into that routine of like, damn, I'm not even doing anything with myself. Mm -hmm. I get into that a lot because since I do nanny, I have like the freedom of like dressing very lax. And Mm -hmm. if I don't do anything with my, like, it's fine because I'm probably going to have a child hanging from me. So it doesn't matter what I'm wearing or what I look like. But then I also find when I'm out, like if I take the kids out and stuff like that, I'm like, but don't you still want to feel good about yourself? Do you know what I mean? So you have to find that balance. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure a lot of mothers go through that too, because you don't really have the energy or the time. Like you're dressing children, taking care of children who cares what the fuck I look like, but then you get out into the world and you're like, damn, if I would have just brushed my hair or put some (laughs) mascara on, I might be presenting a little better. I might be feeling a little better. Yeah, I, I agree. But then it's also like, fuck you guys I look how I look you know how do you fi- how do you find that that good medium I don't know but I I feel like I feel like my time like because I'm growing in my hair and everything I feel like I'm just trying to just be as natural as I can possibly be without needing to go and get my hair dyed and stuff yeah I wouldn't mind trying a wax but a wax a wax downstairs like wax a, a downstairs wax i i've never done it um i'm scared to do it you're scared of what the pain yeah 
<laughs> I'm scared you've of given, getting on my knees. You've given birth both ways. Like I have. You think the pain's going to surpass any of that? I guess it's a different pain. Listen, my gallbladder pain surpasses <laughs> two deliveries. I got you. Okay. Both ways. Yeah. A toothache has surpassed oh. giving birth. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, it hurts. Yeah, I'm sure it does. But having hair ripped out of the hoo-ha. Your hoo-ha. Mm-hmm. Area mm-hmm. could be a little tender. And your asshole. Oh, yes. Oh. A little asshole waxing. hmm Do you know, I will admit that I did not know until a couple years ago that when they talk about anal bleaching, like, I thought they were bleaching the hairs. Like, I didn't realize there was actual anal bleaching. Like, they make the skin lighter. Like, I never thought about it. And also now I'm mad I'm thinking about it again because I'm going to wonder, like, do I have abnormal asshole coloring? <laughs> yeah, do I need to have... <laughs> Is it time for a bleach? Do I need to get a bleach? I wonder if I know anyone who gets their asshole bleached. I wish they would tell me. Hmm. Send me pictures. Show me the before and afters. Let's talk Whoa. about it. <laughs> I know I just... You could put that in a private file. <laughs> Prime. I just, oh, I can't even, but shout out to my friend Jill, because I just got a flashback to her birth story, which... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When she gave that. birth to her daughter, Sophia, and it's a pretty wild story, but she, it's so wild and graphic that she told it at a block party remember yes i do in front of our house yeah um it was like a contest a radio station came Uh, it was a contest like who had the craziest story and she did so she told the story of when she gave birth to her daughter and she won like 15 concert tickets it was great (laughs) it was great yeah yeah oh that's so funny she was showing off all her stuff Mm -hmm. she had to get that baby out (laughs) (laughs) but i do want to speaking of babies i do want to gossip a little bit so I like gossip. Um, real quick, my relationship with the Kardashians. I did not watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Every now and then, if there was like a big scandal or if there was truly nothing else on, and I was flipping through, I'd watch chunks of it. But I would not consider myself a Kardashian fan. However, I also don't consider myself a Kardashian hater. Okay, so I have watched a little bit of the new Hulu show and. I kind of enjoy it. And I don't do makeup. Like, I don't buy into any of the other stuff that they represent. But I'm very interested in their dynamic as sisters and their family and what they have built. Because whether you like them or not, they've managed to be pretty fucking popular for a pretty long time. Like, they've spanned over yeah. a long period of time. And I, and I always think it's important. Um, people deserve their flowers, you know? Like, it is what it is. So, Khloe Kardashian, this is where we're going. The big gossip is she was with Tristan Thompson, who is an NBA player. They have a four-year-old daughter named True. Now, when Khloe was giving birth to True, a bomb dropped that Tristan had cheated on her, right? But she finds this out while she's in labor or going into labor. Yeah. Wow. Wow. This is messed up. So, this is like 2018-ish, I guess. I think True's four now. So the person who told her while she was just getting ready to it, give so labor, it leaked. Sucks. So like it leaked. Like there were pictures of him sucks. in a club kissing other girls. Um, I'm not sure if this is also the same time when all that stuff happened with Jordan Woods, which was Kylie's friend. I mean, it is. Mm. It's loaded. Okay. The point being, they have their baby. He had cheated on her. They get back together. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. 
I think through COVID, they were like making things work. They were figuring it out. And he was really, from what she paints the picture in the show, he was real, and he does too as well, because he's in the new Hulu show. He was very interested in making things work with Chloe. Now, it's also fair to mention that he has a child older than True from a relationship before Chloe. I don't know what the circumstances were between him being with his first child's mother and moving on to Chloe. I don't know that part of it. I didn't follow it. But now he has the two children. He's back with Chloe. And as the Hulu show is coming out, you know, all the stuff going on with Kim and Pete Davidson, last December, January, we find out that Tristan cheated on Chloe again. But this time he got another woman pregnant. So the way that this information leaks is because the deposition from Tristan going to court for paternity of this new child is what leaks. Kim gets that paperwork. This is how Chloe finds out that Tristan had cheated on her again. What we now learn in real time, so that's December. I know this is complicated to keep up with. I'm, catch, I'm, I'm up there. Okay, this is December 21, January 21. This all comes out. The baby was born December 21. Now in real time, we find out that Chloe and Tristan are having a baby together via surrogate. Okay? So just based off, that baby was born, by the way, by the way, he's a boy. He was born either this morning, last night, something like that. That child is here. Chloe's child that her and Tristan had via surrogate has arrived, I believe. And it is July. It's July, okay? And he had... mm, So just based mm. off math, okay, (gasps) Chloe and Tristan had already made a decision to have a child. Now, they're having that child by surrogate. That does not change anything. Together as a couple, they made the decision to have a child. Okay? That surrogate was already pregnant Mm -hmm. before Chloe found out that Tristan had cheated on her again and had a a whole-ass baby with another woman. All right. Here's my beef. (laughs) Is that shit fucked up? Yes. Mm -hmm. From so many angles. Are the Kardashians problematic for a lot of reasons? Yeah, hell yeah. Do I think that Chloe is a stupid asshole? No. And my problem is I'm going online and that's what a lot of other women are saying. They're bashing Chloe. She should be embarrassed. What a fucking joke. And I'm like, hold the fuck up. Chloe didn't cheat. First of all, some of y'all saying this shit have babies with men that have cheated on you. And you went back to them and had the babies after the fact. Like, and I know this. You know I, what I mean? I, I, because you because you've put it on your Instagram. So like, why are we like why are we going to act like Chloe's an idiot for falling for what a man told her for being duped by a man? It's like we can say, oh, he cheated. It's so clear he was public, but like we have no you don't know the shit that he was spewing to her when it's just the two of them alone. Do you know what I mean? Like we are all for the most part. I would bet most women are guilty. For giving a man too many chances or giving him a chance after some messed up shit. So why are we going to sit here and now bash this woman publicly? Like, she's already dealing with enough shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what do you think? I well, my think <laughs> that so many have become conditioned. I mean, just not too long ago, the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp thing mm, have come conditioned again. to not hold the person accountable mm-hmm. <laughs> Tristan we're always looking at the victim and putting what was she wearing yeah you know all of these things and you know just, Chloe yeah. made mistakes in her emotional and love life yeah she made mistakes 
I made many of those too. Tristan stepped outside of the relationship even after he knew he included a third party. Yeah. And they have a child on the way. Yeah. That. So I don't even understand how Chloe's name is brought up. That's where I'm at. My reply would be like, wow, hope you're okay, girl. Good yeah. luck. Good luck with that trash man. Yeah, and and that's my thing. Why are the first memes that are popping up like at Chloe's expense? Like, why not? Why are we not holding Tristan accountable? Why are we not like, oh, there we go, another fucking trash man making promises that he can't keep? Like, I just know so many women who are in relationships with men who did not keep their promises. They did not uphold their vows. They are not doing what they said they were going to do. And then the women are sitting there like, oh, well, I knew he wasn't perfect. Bitch, where? Like, it, there's a big difference between loving someone who is working through things or loving someone who is imperfect. Obviously, we're all mm-hmm. imperfect. Mm-hmm. But there's, that's different than someone who is consistently doing messed up things like right that person is messed up that is not a reflection of me right. the fact that i was in a relationship with someone who treated me badly put their hands on me took money from me like it took me a long time but that's not a reflection of me i'm not a dumbass because i financially invested in my relationship do you know what i mean he duped me he duped me and some people might say like oh that does make you a dumbass that does make you stupid but you're taking so many elements out of the situation that come into these emotional relationships. Absolutely. The same ways that we can be duped by our own children. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Our own friends. Mm-hmm. And I just wish women would take a moment and like, let's make fun of the man instead. And again, there are situations. Well, let's call it how it let, is. Let's, let's, exactly. Let's, let's tell call the truth. It, yeah. let's, let's call, call it how it is. But, like, let's be mad at Tristan. Let's all make fun of Tristan. Like, let's not make fun of anybody. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I do. Tristan, you're a dick. Instead mm-hmm. of Chloe, you're an idiot. Right. I just, why does she have to be an embarrassment? Tristan, you're an embarrassment. You can't keep your dick in your fucking pants. You have no control over yourself. You're clearly a liar because you're telling women that you want to do one thing and you're doing a whole other thing. Then you, you... He hasn't even had any contact with this baby that I he was had. just going to ask. Yeah. So as far as I know from what I've read. child support? No. So as far as I know, he hasn't done anything financially, emotionally. So like this is a. Oh my God. I hope Chloe does man. see this. Yeah. This is a, this is a bad man. He's not a good father. That's a shame. But then. All right. So we'll step away. So now we know. Stop talking shit about Chloe. It's not her fault that she fell in love with an asshole. Okay. But it's coming away from that. Now we're in this. This mess, right? There are now four children, four children, and three mothers involved, mm. and one father. So, what next, right? So, I guess one of the things that really I saw bothered some people and made sense is that it was like Chloe, the fact that Chloe needed to have another baby with Tristan so that True could have a sibling is her way of like, Ignoring the fact that she has the other siblings. And I say yes and no. I can see both sides of that. Like, there's nothing wrong with Chloe wanting to have another child. Do you know what I mean? That's, no. That's her right as a woman. Mm-hmm. And it's not that bizarre for her to want that child to have the same biological parents as her other child. Like, I feel I, like I a lot that. of people would make that decision if they were able, even knowing that the co-parenting wouldn't be great. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if you absolutely, if somebody told you, like, you absolutely have to have another child, wouldn't it make more sense to you to be like, well, I want that child to be fully biological, the same as my, well, maybe not 
with daddy. I don't Girl, know. please. <laughs> Do you, so you don't have to put every question to me because you're going to be like, oh, see, you just did. I did. Um, I, I get it. And, you know, Chloe, um, we don't even know what goes on behind closed Hell doors. No. Hell you, no. We don't know what either one is like as nope. a romantic partner or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or, you know, but she's in she's in a tough position. Yeah. Because it's it is very hard to have a child and even though you know the dad is not all that great. Yeah. And in my situation he wasn't it wasn't like he was a great dad and a, a bad, bad husband. husband. Overall, just his presence wasn't healthy. Yeah. You know, um, but it's still his child, and I struggled with that a lot. Yeah. A lot. Let's embellish on that a little bit. Like, do you think it's possible for a man to be a good father but a bad husband? Absolutely. So in what? So tell me some ways that you think that would be. Okay, so a man could be a good father by making sure he's coming home after work and spending time with the children, okay. you know, taking the kids out and doing things a father should be doing with the children. But if that's what he is as a good father, he still has to make sure that... The wife is getting help because there's a house involved. There's like, there's just so many things about being a husband and a wife that have to meet up that, I mean, it's a, it's a hundred hundred, but most times you, in my relationship, it was not a hundred hundred. You know, I was partially in that role as a woman and it was my responsibility to do everything around the house, but I was also dealing with someone with bipolar. Right. So we never knew what, you know what I mean, what he was going to need. But I completely lost track of what we were talking about. If it was possible for someone to be a yes. a bad husband but a good father. Yeah, I do think. See, I don't know. I don't think you can. I don't, I think it's, I think you're totally so, shitty at both. Okay. Well, you know because what? Because I feel like one Hold on. so because directly if you're disc- affects if, the other. If you're disrespecting the mom in front of the children, then you're not a great father. And I feel like, like mm-hmm. you said, like you said, yeah. a great father is one who's coming home after work and helping out with the children, making sure he's spending time with them, their children's needs are met. If the if he's doing that, then there in that chunk of time, he is being a good husband because mm-hmm. that's freeing up. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I think they they intertwine so much that you really, and I wonder if there's a lot of women who see their, their partner who they're not happy with romantically but they see that person be soft or be sweet or do things that a father's supposed to do. And they're like, oh, well, he's a good father. So I got to stay in this relationship, mm-hmm. you know, like staying together for the kids. Like, Well, how- for me on the good days, I was like, oh, he's such a great father, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I was caught up in it yeah. too. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Of course. There, I mean, there's so many elements to it. And, and you make excuses. You make a lot of excuses because leaving isn't easy. No. You know what I mean? You, you need a fucking plan and a, a long term plan and, you know, and, and you need, and you need money. And they're going to harass you. Oh, and yeah. they're going to beg you to come back and they're going to promise that they're going to change and they're going to make little tiny changes and they're going to get a new job. I mean, yeah. And that's why it is. I don't want to say. And some can. Yeah. Some do. Some do take those steps, you know, when they're like, OK, you know, but. But it can't be 
I know, and this is something that my dad always struggled with because all the times that he wanted to fix himself or get better, he always did it because he thought that he was about to lose his family, which he did anyway. Do you know what I mean? It can't be for us. Mm-mm. you know. And he still never. And he still never got better because, I mean, there's a hard wall, too, of having to admit that there's something wrong with you before you're able to get help, you mm-hmm. know? And, and that's really difficult, especially because for your generation, generations before, the idea of coming forward and saying, like, I'm sick... I don't function properly. I hit my wife. I drink too much. You know what I mean? I cheated on my husband, whatever. Like the idea of exposing these mistakes was so grand. It could like ruin you as a person. But in reality, we're all so flawed. And if we would just have these conversations and talk about how fucked up we are, we would realize that it's not that hard to change. It's not that hard to get better. But unfortunately, I just think a lot of people are driven by their ego. And I also think a lot of people don't even know what that means. So. I can agree with that. And there was a long time that I did not know what driven by your ego meant. Oh, I was driven by my ego for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And so was I. I mean, we all are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I could say I noticed it mostly when I was online dating because okay, part of me really didn't even know if I had a connection, but if they declined me and I didn't decline them, I felt some type of way. Bitch, where? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but I haven't, I don't have any experience in that in over five years, but yeah, I, I know exactly what that means. And I was, I was good at it. I found it... So here's an example for me where I was like, what is wrong with you? Um, So when I got out, I was trying to get out of my abusive relationship. Now, if you've been in one of these toxic relationships, you know that there's a lot... There's typically a lot of push and pull. You're rarely able to leave on that, that first time. So there would be times where... You know, he'd be seeing someone else or he would do something to annoy me and I would lose my fucking mind and I'm like you do not even want to be with this person you broke up with him but you're now gonna try and dictate what he's doing now granted there's the extra layer of he was purposely telling me these things to fire me up like there was there was abuse involved but on me for me the things that I can control the things that I can work on I'm like why are you doing this you do not even want to be with this person you're not even sure you like this person and here you are fighting and fighting and fighting for them. And it is like self-torture. Oh we're, my God. <laughs> we are literally torturing ourselves because we, like, how dare you not want me? How dare you leave me? <laughs> and then I'm like, and then I'm, thinking, I'm so glad you're gone. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what? Motherfucker. It was my ego that kept me in that relationship now I get abuse and trauma like I don't I don't want to take away from the fact that there's so many I don't I wasn't putting no no no, I know you weren't I know you weren't at all no I'm just in general it's Mm -hmm. always so important important to acknowledge both sides yeah but when you're coming from a place of ego it can really it can really fuck you up and part of that ego is not being able to face your own mistakes Mm mm-hmm and if you can't take accountability, mm-hmm. you can't fix anything. I just... For real. Yeah. Like, I had no business dating because I I was nowhere near 
healed from what you I, went through. Yeah, and what I was still going through. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it only stopped, whatever. So, but I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> you weren't ready to date, but you I found wasn't, yourself yes, dating. Yeah. yeah, I found myself dating. And then I would stay or, or decide to at least try it for a couple of weeks even if I didn't really like the person because I was like, oh, I want to give you a, I really want to see if I'm being too nitpicky. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? And then I so found- you felt like, so even though you got the vibe that you weren't into the person or there was, you know, red flags, whatever the case may be, you were forcing yourself to see things through because you're like, oh, what if I am picky? What if I- shallow you know what if i am the problem Mm -hmm. and i was really trying to work through some of those things but then i noticed that i started you know really paying attention you know to make sure that i wasn't being manipulated either you know and in one situation i was financially you know um so that's when i backed away from dating Dating. and thought i need i need to work on me more i think when you come from a place of being gaslit though that's so huge those behaviors like you said you started wondering like am i picky am i too naggy am i crazy because for so long you were in a relationship with someone who was treating you so badly they were so awful to you but every time you reacted every time you said you shouldn't treat me this way they were like whoa you're so fucking crazy or you're constantly nagging that's me that's not even what i said that's not even what i said yeah so when you are in a situation with someone who will do something to you and then immediately tell you that that didn't happen, you really do start to internalize that and you start to think like, wait, am I crazy? Did that shit happen to me? Did I make it up? I remember a time, and first of all, there will be stories that people remember differently than me because I doubt myself. I doubt the truth. I will experience something and I'm like, maybe I'm lying. Maybe I made that up because for so much of my life, I was experiencing things and then being told they weren't happening. So I don't trust myself. I don't trust my own reality, but, um, I I don't, and then I can't trust my train of thought. (laughs) I know reality. That's what I remember. Yeah. Um, But I remember, so there was a time in my relationship when it got really bad. It was abusive. I went to my friend Bridget and I was talking about intermittent explosive disorder. And I said to Bridget, I said, I think there's something wrong with me. I can't control myself. I'm constantly lashing out. I'm always so reactive to him and I'm, I'm violent, like all these things. And I really turned it on myself. You know what I mean? At no point was I like, wow, I'm being so abused and so like belittled and so demeaned and tortured that I'm losing my fucking mind. I am a shell of who I was. Instead, I was like, what's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. There has to be an answer. There has to be a solution. I need a diagnosis. Like, am I a narcissist? Am I obsessed with myself? Is like, because these are the things that he would tell me. And then because I was withdrawing, because I was isolating myself, my behaviors towards certain people were changing. So then those people were not the people were saying mean things to me, but I feel like they were getting those vibes too. Like she is kind of nasty. Like she is short tempered. Like, you know what I mean? Because it, it trickles down. Yeah. And and maybe you were, maybe I was going through a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, I, I mean, I can recognize that. Yeah. I have a poem about that where I went to a family party and one of my aunts said to me, oh, you look so sad, you know? And I was like, holy fuck. 
it's I'm wearing it now. Yeah. I'm wearing it now because for so long I thought I was able to hide it, mm-hmm. you know, and I just kept it a secret and kept my real because I was I was embarrassed, you know, and I felt stupid. I felt a lot of different things and. When she said that, I was like, oh, no, like, it's on me now, you know? Yeah, I do. I do. And, <laughs> and you can, you can see, you can see sadness on people, you, can, you know, yeah. it just weighing them down. Um, but there's something beautiful about peace. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. But, yeah. but that's another, to get peace, you have to recognize ego and you have to recognize when there's so many things I've learned, like even with trying to get back into dating. Mm -hmm. So when you were dating, did you ever find that you would be on a date and you'd be like, Oh my God, do they like me? Did I say something stupid? Am I an idiot? You know, things like that. I did. And I remember having some conversations with you and then it kind of changed where I started approaching it with, do I even like him? That's what I, yeah. Do I even want to hear from him again. Did he say, like, did he even say anything smart? Right. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I wonder if that's a a male-female thing or if that's just a person thing. You know, I think as women, we kind of assume men come into these situations more confident that they know what they're doing, but they Mm -hmm. probably don't, you know, and and men assume that women have the upper hand and that we always know what's going on and we don't either. Mm -hmm. Like, we're we're each always waiting for the other one to, to make a move, you know? Um... Yeah, but I've, that's something I've changed, too, where I'm really focusing on, like, does this make me feel good? Do I get excited when this person texts me? Right. Did I notice that I didn't talk to them for three days? Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> and I know that I'll approach dating in a very different way, emotionally, mentally, Yeah. Um, when I get back out there. Yeah. And it will be, do I want to see him again? Absolutely. And if I do not, then there's no reason for us to exchange numbers. Nope. No, thank you. Like, did I enjoy my time? With yeah. You? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. It's, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. So, <laughs> and unfortunately, at this time, even though I live in New Jersey, one of my first questions is going to be, how do you feel about Roe versus Wade? Mm-hmm. I know. For real. No, truly. It's like, are, you are you a Republican? Are you a racist? I yeah, need to know exactly. That. I do. I need to know it all. I think a lot of men, too, just they don't even realize the things that they're saying, the way that they're talking. I've had a few encounters lately where I'm like, what the fuck? Like, is it me? Am I just stuck up or something? And then I'm like, no. Mm-mm. These mm-hmm. men that I'm dealing with mm-hmm. in my specific region <laughs> are not 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 doing so great <laughs> at least at least maybe it's on me the ones i'm fucking swiping on i don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> but i did take a break because i needed a break because I, whew, I don't know i don't know and i and dating is supposed to be fun and the idea of like getting to know people and learning more about being social is supposed to be fun and it's i feel like now especially post-covid and the high tension just in the air, you know, socially, I just don't see how it could be. You know, I hope the kids younger than me, like I hope the Gen Zers are figuring it out and they're having fun dating, but I don't, I don't know that anybody is. I don't even know that I'm going to be able to be around someone more than a couple hours. (laughs) I I mean, I'm so used to spending my time, um, 
on my property. <laughs> right. We don't we don't want her outside the limits. <laughs> no. And that's the nice thing about having a large property. Um yeah, I get everything delivered. I mean, I do go to work. I do, do. smile at people right, at, right, right, on right. the train. I do help people in and we out of their in, the in and out of their stores. cars, you know, you things. Help people in other cars. I do. Well, yeah, if I I mean, from my office, I can see right outside to the entrance and the oh, exit of the oh, emergency yeah, yeah. room. And when you see how some of these people bring and park their cars on a, like a slant hill and then and then you have like a 95-year-old lady trying to get out the right-hand side yeah. with a cane. And I'm like, no, 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 wait. The driver doesn't get out. Right. Oh, wait. Speaking of... <laughs> Sorry, I went off the rails no, there. No, that's fine. But... Speaking of ERs and cars. Okay. So I saw a video on Twitter this morning that I forwarded right to you because... So there's two ways that you can relate and and lean in to give your opinion on this, right? One is that you um, used to be in nursing. You were an EMT. I was. Critical care tech. Exactly. So patient care, utmost priority. Mm -hmm. Even in the job you're in now, even though you don't deal directly with patients, patient care, utmost priority, right? Yes. So you also... There's no hospital without a patient. (laughs) You also now currently, like you said, you can see the ER bay of your particular hospital from your office. Mm -hmm. So you... And you run loading docks. Mm -hmm. So you know all about inappropriate parking and the different things you have to deal with. So the video that I saw on Twitter, this took place in New York. You already know where I'm going. Um, From what I got from this video, an ambulance had pulled into the ER bay. A cop was blocking the bay. When the ambulance pulled in, they hit the cop's door. The cop freaks out. He wants the ID of the driver, I assume, the EMT driver, ambulance driver. And, and she's like, yeah, I got you. Just let me get my patient inside. So now what we see is video footage released from the hospital of um, a male, a, a, a man and a woman, um, EMTs, bringing in the patient. Patient's on the gurney. They're getting him all set up, you know, the whole deal. And then the cop comes in and he forcibly arrests the woman. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel? I watched the video twice. Okay. Um, I do not know the logistics of if the door opened, hit the car, if they pulled in, if the actual ambulance hit the car. But I do know that he himself was in the ambulance bay, you know, where he didn't belong. It's not a police officer's bay. Mm -hmm. It's an ambulance bay. That's true. Police officers do pull in, but you know what I mean? It's a tap. Yeah. Okay. Um, And if it's a police car, again, it'll get paid for. But she does have to get her patient. I I saw like a length of time, but he must have had himself... He was he was aggressive from the door. Yeah, that's do you know what I, I mean? Like he too. rushed his way in. He really manhandled and he, we her. Can't hear any audio? No. But he it doesn't seem like he stops to let her know that she's about to be arrested. He just goes for her. He manhandled her. He threw her up against a wall and he then did. whipped her around because before she 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 did I, not resist. No, I'm not going to say that she resists, but I think it took her a minute to really realize what was happening to her because as soon as she realizes that her hands are being restrained, that she's That's, in position, she's just, she gives in. But in the first second, she's like, wait, was it, like, is this really fucking happening? So that was awful. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's going to be held accountable. Right now, he is on desk duty. Of course. Um, probably with time and a half pay. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a, a dick. I'm not. But <laughs> there's just a lot going on right now. And, 
you know, with them mentioning that police officers aren't here to protect us, I, I didn't know. You when, mean in reference to Uvalde? I'm just here in in reference to police officers. Okay. The protect and serve. The protect has been removed. Seems lifted out. Yes, okay. it seems like the protect has been removed. And what are you serving? Right. Do you know what I mean? If you're serving the community, she is the community. Right. But he made her a victim. Well, he made her the villain. <laughs> well, yeah, but he, but, but now she's a victim. Yeah, yeah. You know, because you do not, you do not have the right to arrest somebody who tapped your car. Right. That's not. You know, I mean, people have bumper, they have hits all the time. And, all the time. and in PA, you won't even, unless it's a drastic accident, the, the cops, cops aren't even coming. Yeah, they're not coming for So that accident. right there, that was fucking ego. Yeah. yeah that was his ego driving yeah. him. And guess what? Think, yeah. If, there, if you put a poll out, if you put a poll out about police, mm-hmm. EMS, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And you made people you mean, like, watch who you, that. Who do you like better? Yo. You know, EMS, paramedics, firemen, I could see some ego there, but their goal is to save. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think that's like... Their goal is to make sure that that patient is the priority and they keep them as healthy as they possibly can till they get to the hospital. But we're noticing in that sense, you know, with all these videos that are coming out, our police are coming in at a different angle. Yeah. You know, and of course there are a lot of different various, you know, clips, but sometimes when you're looking at a three minute video before and after, the violence does not it's tough. connect. It's tough. And I think it's so funny that like age old firemen versus police of why the firemen are so beloved and why cops, you know, don't feel the same, I guess, love, but like you're again, like you just said, the jobs are so different and you mm-hmm. come into it differently. Like mm-hmm. even if a fire, I just, I feel like, and it's hard to say, cause again, this is not all cops. This is Mm-mm. not all anyone Mm-mm. ever, Mm-mm. but I've been in situations where I know people who are EMS, people who are fire and more of those seem to be the helper people. Yes. You know what I mean? Like if I'm out with my friends that I know that are firemen and my friends that I know that are EMS, if I'm out somewhere with them and there's an emergency situation, they are going to spring to action. Yeah. And they just are. It's mm-hmm. just immediate. Yeah. Um, it just becomes a part of you. Do you know what I mean? And I know that from you, I learned that from you. Like mm-hmm. my brother and I both are spring into action people. I, there's so many times we've pulled over at mm-hmm. car accidents and different things like that to help people. Yeah. You know, my, my my whole childhood and but the people that i know that are cops and i do know you know this isn't for everybody they would pick and choose they would pick and choose whether or not that was a situation they wanted to help out in. yeah do you know what i mean I and i do think there's a difference you know and people yeah. can feel that difference yeah I don't know. Well, I did not. It didn't matter to me who the person was. No. I think also the, there's... The, the need is the need. Yeah. That seems so silly to me. Like, at first when I... Because, you know, sometimes you'll read a caption and then you're like, it can't be. It can't be what they're saying. And then you watch a video and you're like, come the fuck on. It was exactly what they said. Like, I was hoping people, they were... People, I was hoping they were wrong. People you know? are mean. 
people are I, mean, I was, people are racist, people are cruel, people are mean, people are mean. But like it was, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks to to see that, like to yeah. see a cop behave that way over a ding door. And again, we don't know what took place right before, but what could it have possibly been? Why could anything have possibly been more important than just getting that patient? through the door and getting them set up like you have no idea what their story is this could be the worst day of their life like you have no idea (laughs) yeah so I am interested in following this because I want to see what I want to see how they handle it you know and I've just been coming across more and more and more cases that I'm reading about rapes and you know a judge giving a guy, you know, a sentence and then being like, ah, but he doesn't have to serve any time. We're going to put him on probation. Like, I really need to see, that's ego to me, a judge being able to choose. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And change things up. The whole justice system is based off of a lot of ego. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm... A lot of control, a lot of, you know, coercion. It's not, it's not a fair and equal system. It's It's not. It's not. Right. It's not built, you know, for black people. It's not built for people of color. It's not built for women. It truly isn't. It's not built for children. It's definitely not. It is built for children. I mean, we watched, we were watching a documentary last night um, about the Hearts, which was a (sighs) a lesbian couple that had adopted six children and they ended up committing murder-suicide. They (sighs) drove them all off a a cliff, which is (sighs) wild as hell. But my point is, there was a time where the police had been called and it was proven the child had evidence that he had been physically abused and they put it down as domestic violence not as child abuse i don't right. I, I, I don't understand that at all like how everybody is that failed a red flag everybody failed those kids and the neighbors that was a tough watch that, that was, was really hard to watch i that. was i was admittedly in and out because i was printing stuff but so the neighbors made so many calls. This is so disturbing. Now that I'm getting ready to, to say it out loud, the neighbors made so many calls that the children weren't being fed. Yes. Because one of the boys was going to the neighbors for canned goods. And not peanut butter, right? Yeah, not perishables, but things, food, food he could save. Right. Uh, you know, so it made sense to me. He was asking for canned goods and peanut butter. Um <coughs> When the cops went to do the well visit, the refrigerator was stocked with fresh fruit and vegetable. Holy now shit. she I didn't catch does. That. She does. One of the moms was like this social uh, person on on. Um, She's real big on Facebook. She on had Facebook, a really big social media, yeah. and that was her whole stance. She well, would, their whole thing was, "Oh, we adopted six children." And yeah, look so how that so that was part of that was part of her her. Is it glitch? What it gets? Her gimmick? Her, yeah, was the children. And she was she was exploiting them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she was making it look like yeah. they had a great life. So, and then duping the neighbors mm-hmm. when the cops came because there was fresh fruits and vegetables in there. But you can clearly see the children were smaller. You know, when they, they when you read, saw it, they showed the scales of the children against scales of other children and although they were not unhealthy they were in a lower weight range right you know and that was disturbing as well and it just everybody failed them oh yeah and it had a lot of weird intertwinings in that story because he's actually in a photograph that went viral during the um black lives matter protests right 
Um, yes, and he had free hugs. He was holding the a sign that said... The most beautiful child ever. Free hugs. And there's a video oh, where he's, he's crying. hugging a, a, white, police officer. a white cop. And he's crying. And then they said, like, did he even want to be there? Like, did these kids even want to be a part of this? Did they even understand what their quote-unquote message was? Because all of the were all of the children black? Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. I believe they were. We could... Yeah. There were six, but... And the, and the women were white, but that was, yeah, those kids were failed by every angle. Every adult they had ever come in contact with failed them. And the worst part about it is these women were so good at covering up, you know, they were physically abusing them as well. Yeah. You know, and they were good at covering it up. Yeah. So our system really is bad when... It when, is. You know, and that's the danger, too, of social media. I was just having this conversation with someone the other day is that abusive and toxic people will use it to their benefit. I know so many people, like, their parents or their partners completely gloat about them. Like, they, they're they the best, the most beautiful. Look what my kid did. Look what my wife did. Da, 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 on Facebook. But then in real life, like, they don't even speak or there's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of abuse. There's a lot of things. And it's like, mm, that's why I'm always very fucking iffy whenever I see people on social media. Like, if I see a couple that's really over the top, I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> sure. Sure, Dan. You know what I'm saying. But, yeah, because then they, can, they use that and they're like, what do you mean? Like, here's a whole paper trail. Of our beautiful relation. I mean, look at Gabby Petito, right? Yeah. Here's a whole paper trail of how wonderful I was to her. Here are all these pictures. What a beautiful life we had. And I still fucking killed her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wild. I do. Girl. We did it. Oh, we did. Good, because I'm hungry. Oh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> you mean for real? <laughs> yes, for real. All right. Well, we got... Some errands to run, some food to eat, some birthdays to celebrate. Yes. Um, um, it's a graduation. No, it's my birthday. Oh, you're so okay. You're right. <laughs> my bad. Wow. Okay. Well, next week when we podcast on your birthday, I will forget it. No, you won't. I probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Bless I, you. I tried holding that in for the longest time, and mm. I it just it was not. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Um it was fun for us. It was. Hopefully it was Always. fun for you. We appreciate you so much. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. That's how you help us grow. And we will talk to you next Friday. Send me your bleaching stories. Send, Sorry. send us your bleach assholes. <laughs> ass little holes. Um, and next Friday when we talk to you, it'll be Maria's 54th birthday. Aww. Woo woo. Bye. Thank you. Bye.